Welcome to the Modern Creative Podcast. We're all about connecting with other creative entrepreneurs and having real conversations about life, business, and everything in between. Join us as we converse with small business owners and learn their best tips and tricks on how they got to where they are today. We're here to tell you it's absolutely possible to be successful as a modern creative, and we want to help you to go after your own creative dreams. Hello, Modern Creative Podcast fam. This is Diana, and I wanted to start off the episode by first saying thank you so much to all of our listeners. It's crazy to think that now we have over a dozen episodes out. Like, what? It's been amazing hearing from you and connecting with you. Both Joyce and I have a passion to connect with creatives, small business owners, and dreamers, so it's been so much fun reading your direct messages, and we so appreciate it when you share about our podcast with your friends. If you know someone who would also enjoy this type of content, we encourage you to share it with your tribe. You could do that by taking a screenshot of you tuning in and sharing it on your stories or simply giving us a review. It means the world to us and we love hearing from you. So today it's going to be just Joyce and I, and I'm actually really excited to talk about this topic because it's so relevant for me and I'm sure a lot of other business owners out there. Turning off your work, especially if it's your passion or your business, is really hard. Our business is like our baby, but it's so important to set clear boundaries so you can have a more balanced life. Not that that balance is truly achievable, but hey, we can try our best. So now let's dive into how we turn off our work mode and relax. You super like (laughs) actually took a deep breath. Oh, you're so funny. Okay, guys. So like Diana said, we're talking about turning off work mode today. And I feel like this is kind of falls into that category of like, oh my gosh, first world problems. You work for yourself. You can't stop working now. But it can be so hard to stop when you're working on something that you're really passionate about. You know, it's amazing because I remember like super watching the clock when I was at work and being like, oh my freaking God, it's only 3 p.m. Like, get me out of here. I only have two more hours. And now I can go like 10 hours straight and forget to eat and forget to pee. (laughs) Like it's like 6 (laughs) p.m. and you still want to keep working. So like Diana mentioned, we're going to share some tips and we're also going to share some things that we do, like what she does and what I do to shut that side of our brains off. So my first tip is going to be closing the door. So I have a home office and um, one of our extra bedroom is my office. And I seriously find that closing my office door really helps because if I don't, at the end of the day, I will walk back in and out of the office. I will, you know, have something on my mind and I'll go add it to my to-do list for the next day. And I feel like when I'm doing that, like I'm kind of still in work mode because I'm thinking, oh, what should I do tomorrow? What should I do tomorrow, right? But like that actual door being closed connects with me because it forces me to like, okay, you're not opening that door, Joyce. It's it's 9 p.m. What are you doing going back into your office? And that's something that has really helped me. You know, I want to be more present. Like when my boyfriend is home, you know, we want to spend time together, but it's not really great when I'm like getting up every time something pops in my mind and I go write it down on a to-do list, for example. So just having that like clear cutoff time as well as like physically shutting a door has helped me so much. Do you have office hours, Joyce? I, so I really tried actually. I was like 10 to five and then I find that you know what I'm up really early because I have the dogs like we have we have dogs Diana feels my pain she has dogs and they're you know they're up when the sun rises yeah so I'm typically up at six and sometimes I will put in like three hours of work before breakfast and I think it's more about like 
I have client facing hours and that will always be like more standard. But like for me, I tried to implement that for myself and I just didn't feel that it worked. So I kind of work in like three to four hour um, bursts now and then I'll take a break. Like I might have a midday like workout or midday Netflix and then I will go back to work versus trying to stick to like nine to six. So I have my office hours and then I have like client facing hours. Mm. Yeah. I'm like that too. I think it, you just know when you're in the zone and that's kind of like the beauty of working for yourself is that you can be flexible with those working hours. But of course also totally. occurs because you're like, when do I stop? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that, that was a process too, actually to consider, uh, to really figure out like, okay, I'm more productive in the morning versus the afternoon and being like gracious with myself, like, okay, you're only going to work for like a three hour chunk today or you're going to stop at a certain time. And, you know, like that was really hard for me because I felt like, am I really even working? But figuring out like what worked for me, it was really helpful. And that was like just kind of this cycle of like chunks, hours at a time versus like a straight thing. Yeah, I think that goes perfectly into our second point, which is actually taking midday breaks. And honestly, this could look different for each person, but I'm the type of person, just like Joyce says, who can get, sit down on the chair, get glued, and just work for hours without stopping. I skip meals, I, I forget to drink water, and and then after I'm done, I like stand up and my back and my neck is super sore because I realized I didn't move or change position for like hours at a time. So I feel like having midday breaks is actually really, really good for me and my productivity. Um, and it also helps me to not only turn off work mode, but turn back on if that makes sense. Um, instead of kind of like sluggishly pushing through and then being brain fried for the rest of the day. So like I said, it looks different for everybody. Um, so this can mean like stretching, like maybe setting an alarm for me. I need to do that. I need to set alarms for myself to stretch, to drink water, which is so simple. But honestly, when you're in the zone, you forget all the little things that your body needs naturally. So for me, I do that. And then sometime in the middle of the week, especially if I have the f flexibility to do so, I run an errand or take Riley out on, a, out on a walk. Or if I can, like if I work really, really hard, let's say four days out of the week and the fifth day, I'm like, you know what, I want to take like a longer lunch break. And I want to schedule something with my friend or whatever. Um, that helps me also to kind of break those up and kind of helps me to turn off work mode better because when you're with people you're forced to really like stop thinking about it whereas if you work from home which is what Joyce and I do it I, I don't know I don't know about you Joyce but it is harder for me to like turn off until I've like maybe walked out the door and then come back into the house and then I'm like okay now I really could come home quote unquote home rather than like still be in like that homework mode. I don't feel like I need to physically leave, but I do need to at least leave my office. Mm -hmm. And so some days that's just me work walking into the living room and like watching something on TV during my lunch break. Or sometimes it is like me leaving and like running an errand. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. This is only if you, well, when I have the extra time to do so, then I'm like, need fresh air. <laughs> but I'm lucky that I actually have my desk facing the window. So it's like, I still feel like I can take a little break because the window's right there. You know, you mentioned like breaking up your week or your day too, but you could mm -hmm. also break up your week. It just reminded me like yesterday I had a hair appointment, like I got the balayage done, right? And it was on a Wednesday because 
it was like midweek and I was like, yeah, why not? Like, why not treat myself midweek um, when I set the appointment like weeks ago? Uh, I did that intentionally because I always know like Monday and Tuesday are really heavy like work days for me. So instead of waiting until Friday to like treat myself, I kind of turned off the whole work mode on Wednesday and now I'm totally refreshed. I've been up since 6 a.m. like working. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So you can also, and we talked about this in the kind of first tip, but you can also set hours for email and for chat. Like I mentioned, I typically work like starting around seven, once the dogs are, you know, let out and have their breakfast, I start working and I probably go until about lunchtime. I might take an hour or two break and then I'll just wrap things up starting around two or three. So you can set those hours for yourself, but again, that's gonna vary by person. I think it's really important for you to figure out what works for you versus being like, okay, I must work, you know, eight to five, um, because that might not be when you're the most productive. That might not be when you're the most creative if you're like really really on it when it comes to like admin stuff in the morning but you find you know as a creative business owner there are creative things you have to do and somehow like 10 p.m is like the perfect time for you to write copy then you know you should adjust your day to kind of reflect when you are most productive for certain things um, i did also mention that you know i do have client facing hours so like I have open chat, open dialogue with my coaching clients and they know that they like from like nine to six, I'm going to answer all of their Slack questions, like whatever they have, whatever they have for me. Um, and to be honest, like I answer them even past six sometimes, but just setting that for myself is something I needed to do so that I wouldn't feel guilty if I didn't like reply back to so-and-so because it's 8 p.m. and they've messaged me and I'm like, okay, do I respond back or not? And instead of having that kind of internal struggle, I could just know that, okay, it is past eight, like I'm going to get back to her in the morning. So definitely set hours for yourself if you're, and that goes for email. So set hours for yourself on, you know, when you're going to answer email or when you're going to answer chats. And I think that would be really helpful for you to like turn off because you, you base it on time, right? Yeah, I feel the same way with like social chats, like direct messages too. Oh, like on Instagram, yeah. I used mm -hmm. to feel super pressure to answer every single one, like as soon as it comes in, similar to a text message. And even text messages, I, I also apply that rule too, Joyce. Um, whereas I don't respond to text messages <laughs> as quickly during office hours, unless I'm taking like a lunch break or like my quick 10 minute break or five minute break or whatever it is, just because I feel like, you just want to, I don't know, create pockets of time where where you're on or you're off. Like you, you. I mean, of course, there's like the flexibility, but I really hate being in between and kind of slowly working. Which I totally have those days. I'm not like, you know, ragging on anyone, but I I think that also goes for direct messages and answering questions in a more, I don't know, more casual setting. Well, yeah, because then you're like, squirrel. <laughs> you're yeah. like, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing this. And you want to just focus, like get your yep. client work done or whatever it is you're working on, right? Yep. I get that. I, I, I'm like 100% like a dog when it comes to like that squirrel <laughs> syndrome. <laughs> so I, I have to be extra strict on myself to not have a squirrel moment. So <laughs> I thought you were going to say I'm super like a squirrel, but then I realized it was <laughs> it was the dog that was saying squirrel. So yeah, yeah. you're super like Doug in that sense. Yes. I love that dog. I know. And I'm like also such a people's person. So if like a person comes and I'm like squirrel. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> okay, so moving on to our final point, or potentially final, we'll see. <laughs> um, it's having an outlet outside of your business. So before I started Tracing Linen, I was painting and drawing as a hobby. That was kind of like what I was passionate about, but also what I love to do on my free time. And it was just like my creative outlet to shut everything out with everything else that's going around me and just do that thing that I love. But over the years, obviously, it's become my full-time job. And I still love to paint outside, I guess. But to be super honest, I really needed to find a different hobby to that's like completely different from my job. Because whether, you know, it sounds ideal to say like, oh, I love to paint for my for living and then paint for my hobby, like, I'm sorry, you, you just have to find at least one other thing. Because if you're spending like 40 plus hours doing this thing, I don't know, for me, like, it's just like a mental thing, you just need to like step away from that sometimes. So for me, I found rock climbing, indoor rock climbing, I do that like maybe twice a week. And then I also cook and try to find new recipes and do stuff with my hands. And I know you, Joyce, you um, do pottery making, right? Yeah, no, it was kind of the same deal where it's like, oh my God, I do not want to letter. I don't want to teach about lettering, you know, because you have mm -hmm. your whole day consumed by it. So that's why I took up ceramics and it's just something I've always wanted to try. So now I have these like all these crooked bowls around yeah. the house that I've made, totally. but I'm so happy with them. And I will never, even if I got better, it's like, I'm never going to sell them. It's just like yep. a hobby for me. It's for you. Yeah, exactly. Like there's something about not monetizing something that is just so beautiful. <laughs> No, I completely agree. <laughs> we all need to do something that you cannot make money with. And it's like, it's fine. Like you can get better, but you don't need to like have a strategy behind getting better at cooking or getting make better at making pottery and stuff. Actually, yesterday I was making pasta and I was thinking about you, Joyce, because I was like mixing the flour and it felt so like nice, like using my hands to create something that wasn't that was just like different from what I normally do. And I thought about you because I was like, I bet this is what Joyce feels when she's making pottery. So there's some atmosphere. Oh my gosh, I'm totally bad with that lingo, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, okay, so Diana and I started these businesses based on something that we loved and still love. But when you're doing it as a job now, as your business, as a career, sometimes your feelings about it can change. I feel like that's just something that happens every so often it's like up and down sometimes i love calligraphy sometimes i hate it you know and that's where like finding that other outlet is going to help you possibly even like fall back in love with your original hobby you know like you're going to feel more creative or something like that yeah definitely we all need a creative outlet whether you have a creative job or not period yeah i agree my next one is i'm going to learn piano oh yeah, that's on I my feel list too. So, like, that's so okay. ancient of us. <laughs> I know. I was gonna say, okay, like every sorry guys, whoever's listening and is like not Asian, it's a very Asian <laughs> thing for you to take like piano or violin lessons. And I'm talking about like for ten years you do it, and I did it as a child. But I think because it was forced upon me, I didn't retain anything. And yeah. now as an adult, I'm like, oh, I'm totally gonna learn piano. So that's like my thing before the end of the year. I've already asked. Santa. Santa is my boyfriend. I've already asked for my Christmas list. I'm like, please buy me a keyboard so that That's I can awesome. learn. <laughs> That's the story of my life. Like I've had a yeah. keyboard all my life and like I've just been like, Ugh, I don't want to look at it because of all the 
horror childish memories I have with being forced to learn piano. But now that it's gone, I'm like, oh, it's so beautiful. Like, I wish I could learn I know. piano. <laughs> I know. I actually, like, side note, before I moved to New York, I sold my piano like my parents bought me a piano like because you're learning piano as a child right i sold like my baldwin piano or whatever for money to move to new york when i was like 22 oh, wow. that's, such, that's <laughs> so, such a romantic story <laughs> well now i'm just like can you buy me something on amazon like i don't care but that's what's on my christmas list i just need to get back into it for now with like a random keyboard <laughs> peyton if you're listening to this now you know <laughs> i know now he already knows he don't even have to listen to this episode but yeah <laughs> That's awesome. So maybe your outlet is piano, guys. That is my and mine and Diana's whole point of that. We were forced into piano lessons. Now we want to do it again. Maybe you want to join us. <laughs> Love it. And we can't forget wine. Last point. Yeah. I know I said the final point was having an outlet outside your business. But let's be real. The final point that Joyce and I have to end with yes, is both. red wine. Right? You're a red drinker. Yes. Okay. Same. I will always order like a Malbec if it's on. I'm like specifically a Malbec drinker oh, interesting. first and then anything else if they don't have that. Yeah. Yeah. I just like anything full bodied and dry. <laughs> I, do, I love it. So yeah, sometimes in order to turn it off after you've had a hell of a day, only wine will do. And that's okay too. Mic drop. <laughs> I know. That's it. Cut. No, I'm just kidding. We're still here. But, so you think we're done? You want to add anything yep. else? Nope, no, that's it. All right, guys. So I hope that you, again, enjoyed our tangents about Doug the dog from the Disney movie or the Pixar movie Up and how much Diana and I love wine as well as our Asian upbringing and being forced to learn the piano. But the whole actual point of this episode <laughs> was to share some tips on turning off work mode, um, whether you do your business full-time, whether you do it part-time, whatever it is, if you are a business owner, you know how it can just be all-consuming sometimes, and that is not the greatest thing. So let us know, you know, on Instagram, email us, whatever it is. We'd love to hear if you take any of these tips into consideration, if you do any of them, or maybe if you're doing something else, definitely let us know and we'll share with the rest of our audience. Until the next episode, thanks again for listening. See ya!